welcome to episode number 58 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are in a series dealing with our finances. I've been teaching on finances now for a number of months, and the response that I'm receiving is very positive, and I hope that we can continue to bring forth new ideas and new thoughts when we deal with finances. Today's topic is going to deal specifically in the area of prosperity. I think this particular session could be of greater value than maybe others because I believe the foundation of today's teaching lies in the area of faith. That's why I've entitled this particular episode, Faith for Financial Prosperity. Before we get started, let's pray. Father, I pray for your divine touch as we bring this session, Lord, to those who are listening in. I thank you, Lord, for this whole series on finances and on prosperity, and I pray now the Holy Spirit would come in and anoint this teaching and anoint the ears of those who are listening in, Father, to receive something very special in their life. I know, Lord, that you want to prosper us in all things. You want us to be in good health even as our soul prospers. So I believe, Father, the message of prosperity, Lord, the way you have designed it in your word is the message we want to get out today. So I ask for your anointing that you would guide my thoughts and my comments and you would open up the hearts, Father God, of those who are listening in today. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Some of you may not be aware that my background before becoming a pastor was in the area of finance and real estate development. I was a banker for a number of years and have been blessed to be able to teach seminars and various classes and individual counseling for the last 25-30 years. So I would encourage you if you have an interest in reading more about the area of finance and prosperity and generosity, if you'd go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. There you'll find references to a number of books that I've written on the subject of finance and generosity and faith. So I pray those will bless you. Now let's get into today's episode entitled Faith for Prosperity. Now everything we do requires all of us to have some type of faith. The Bible tells us that we all have a measure of faith in our life and that amount of faith can vary with individuals. And I believe many times our faith is impacted by the life that we live and also by the studying that we have in the Word of God or the lack thereof. It also has to do with our prayer life, whether we spend time in prayer and trust God to bless when we take our prayers to Him. We, we need to understand in all areas of our life, faith is absolutely the foundational need that we have. We need faith to, to drive a car. We need faith to put on the brakes of our car when we want to come to a stop. We need to have faith when we get on an airplane. We fly and we have faith to believe that that plane's going to take off and take us to where we are going to want to go and it's going to land and keep us safe and take care of us. We also have to have faith in order to just sit in a chair. It takes faith to trust, to believe that God is going to help us and that that chair is going to hold us up. Now, some people think that maybe that's overstating what faith is, but really all of these are basically a measure of faith, the amount of faith that we have. So why can't we have faith to believe that we will have financial prosperity in our life? I'm going to talk about that today and show you where God's Word talks about that and explains to us that He has a plan for us to have faith. In upcoming episodes, I'm going to talk about how generosity brings prosperity in our life. I have an upcoming podcast going to be entitled God Promises Prosperity, and I'll probably wrap up this particular series on prosperity with Prosperity Guaranteed. Now, I think some of you may wait for that last one, but I think you'd miss out on a lot of things that the Lord has in His Word and instructions that He can give us through these podcasts. I believe that faith requires us 
to have a positive outlook on life, on health, in work, in relationships, in friendships, a positive, encouraging, overcoming attitude about God's plan for us. So if we believe that, then we've got to believe his word. So let's go to his word and see what he has to say about having that right attitude and how he feels about faith and prosperity going together. I'm going to read in the book of Psalms, in Psalm 103, verses 2 through 5. I'll be reading it from the New Living Translation. Verse 2 says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. What that's saying is that everything that I am, every part of me, every phase of my life, everything dealing in my life, what all that I am, everything that I am comprised of, let everything that I am, it says, praise the Lord. It says, may I never forget the good things he does for me. You see, faith needs help to remember about the good things that God has done for us. And so this verse in verse two says, may I never forget the good things he does for me, is a reminder of God's goodness, his faithfulness to us, his kindness to us, his availability to us. Yeah, God is available to us. He's always ready. He says, just call on me and I'll hear you. Seek me and I'll be drawn to you. It's The Bible tells us to draw near to God and he'll draw near to us. So God's available. He's ready. He's geared up and ready to bless us. He's on our side. He wants us to be blessed. He wants us to prosper. So let's see what the rest of this scripture says. Verse number three, he forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. Then it says in verse six, this is so good. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. So I could go on and on reading about that, but why I'm reading that verse to you, why I believe this is so important, this teaching is that if we don't believe that God wants to bless us, we're never gonna have the faith to receive the financial blessing that he wants to pour out upon us. So therefore we've gotta go back and remember that he forgives all of our sins and he heals all of our diseases. He redeems us from death, which means he gives us eternal life with Jesus Christ. And it says he crowns me with love and tender mercy. So there's so much that God does for us and we've gotta go back and remember that and pour that into our heart and remember that God wants to bless us. And when we do that, our faith will start to grow. When we ask for something, we know we're asking to a God who wants to bless us and has been all of these things I've read about today. He's been that person for us in our entire life ever since we've come to know Jesus Christ. Now, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this would be a great time to say, Father, I'm sorry for the sins that I've committed. I repent of my sins. I believe that Jesus died for me to have eternal life with him. Forgive me, Lord, for the sins I've committed, and I promise to serve you all the days of my life, for I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Now, that may seem a little unusual to some of you for me to introduce that right in the middle of this teaching, but unless we understand what it is to make a commitment to Christ and we receive him as Lord and Savior, and the Holy Spirit comes to dwell inside of us, and that happens when we give our life to Christ, then our spirit is open up to the teachings of God, and we'll understand and have greater clarity of what God is trying to teach us through his word. So getting back on track with today's message on faith brings financial prosperity. When our faith grows, then we have a greater chance of receiving the promises of God. By thanking God for who he is and what he's done in our life, it helps us to have faith because of who our God is and remember all that he has done for us and all that he has planned for each and every one of us. Now, once we accept this teaching found in 
Psalm 103 verses 2 through 5. Once we receive that, we are able to to take the next step in our walk of faith. We're ready now to receive that faith and let that measure of faith that we were given grow in our life and let it move into the area of finances. We can include prosperity in that walk of faith that we're going to have. So let's, let's move on to the next area dealing with faith brings financial prosperity. There's a great teaching that the Apostle Paul gave in the book of Romans in chapter 4, verse 17. In that area, it has to do with the promises that God made to Abraham. Now, this ties into this teaching because we got to have faith. And this is a teaching where God was trying to get Abraham to understand that he needed to have faith to believe that he would become the father of many nations. Paul writes about that experience that Abraham had with God before God then touched him and his wife Sarah so that Abraham and Sarah would have children and then would be the parents of many nations. And so he talks about it, Paul does, in the book of Romans. He says he's this happened because Abraham believed in God who brings things that are dead back to life. Meaning, if you think that your finances are dead and you have no hope of financial prosperity, I can tell you right now that God's going to bring them back to life. And it says here, Paul says, and he creates new things out of nothing. Now, I wrote an entire book on that. It's entitled, Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. What it means is, if we feel we don't have something, then why don't we call forth those things that we don't have and believe them that they are, that we receive them. I like to pray that way. When I was diagnosed with cancer and told that I only had maybe six months to live, by the way, that was five and a half years ago, I was told I had six months to live. Immediately when I thought of that, I thought, okay, God's going to get glory for what he's going to do in my life, how he's going to heal me because I saw myself healthy. I basically believed through faith that my God wanted me to live longer and wanted me to be able to do things that I wasn't even aware that I was going to do. For example, these podcasts came by years after God healed me from the cancer that I had. Well, I believe for those things that weren't because I was diagnosed with cancer, so therefore I was not cured at that time or healed at that time. But then I believed that it would be. So I called forth those things that were not as though they were. So I thought, Lord, I'm going to claim that and I'm going to believe that that my body is healed and I'm not going to be worried about the circumstances I'm going through. I'm going to believe for healing. And we can relate that to our finances. Why don't we start calling forth those things that are not as though that they are? That's really a great teaching and one that I didn't come up with, but the Apostle Paul wrote about it. It's a powerful statement that when something bad happens into our life, maybe it's the financial issue, maybe it's a bankruptcy, maybe it's a divorce, and financially you've been hurt seriously, you lost a job. There's a lot of things that can happen to hurt our finances and rob us of our dream of prospering financially. Well, why don't we just forget all that stuff and move forward and call forth those things that are not. So if you're not financially prospering right now, then call it forth so that you will be and can be. And you can only do that through faith. So faith and prosperity go together and we can believe that and accept that if we'll just read what God's word has to say about how he wants to bless us and prosper us. In the teachings on prosperity, some people believe that it's not proper to set a goal to prosper financially. But I can't see why that's true because God's word tells us that we should plan our ways. It says a man should plan his ways. And then it says, but God will direct our steps. So planning is a way of goal setting. So I believe that prosperity is a wonderful goal to set in our life. 
what's wrong with wanting to prosper financially. I know our motives have to be correct. I know that we must realize when God blesses us financially, it's not just so that we can hoard money and keep it all back and become richer and richer and richer and never help anyone else. We're supposed to be a conduit to bless others. It comes into us from God to be blessed and then it goes through us and can be a blessing to others. So God wants us to plan, I believe, for financial prosperity and believe that it will come from him. Now, however, there's a statement I need to say. Faith for financial prosperity must have a prerequisite of spiritual prosperity. You see, when I talk about financial prosperity, it's important we understand that that's wonderful and that's great, but far more important than that is spiritual prosperity. You see, because if we're not prepared spiritually, that we're not meaning that we're not connected to God, we're not operating under God's word, we're not praying, we're not seeking the Lord, we're not giving of our finances to the church, we're not talking to others about our salvation, we're not witnessing to other people about how good God has been in our life. If we're not doing that, then we have not grown spiritually and therefore we're not spiritually prepared to receive financial prosperity. And the reason I say that is, is because of experiences I've had. I've seen many, many individuals over time who wanted to prosper financially. That was their goal in life. I think of a bank customer that I had who experienced an incredible increase in his finances and he prospered amazingly, but he was not prospering spiritually. He was not spiritually prepared to receive the financial reward that was coming to his life. So therefore, where did that reward come from? Where did that financial prosperity come from? Could it be that that financial blessing came into that person's life to distract them from having a right relationship with God and actually draw them away from their relationship with God? Let me give you a good example. Many people who are working hard, going to the church and being faithful, all of a sudden one day they start having great increase in wealth or income. Many times as a pastor, I would notice that they would start drifting away from church because now they have the money to buy possessions and things and boats and homes and vacation plans and stuff. And it seemed like they were drawing away from the church and drawing away from God. Now, let me let me make a statement here. It's very important. I don't think there's a thing wrong with God's people being blessed financially so that they can have a boat or they can go on vacation or they can enjoy a lovely home, a nice car and have that financial prosperity. There's nothing wrong with that. However, if that financial plan that you have and you start to prosper financially, if it starts happening and it draws you away from the things of God to where you're no longer praying, you're no longer seeking God, you're not testifying of your faith to other people, and you're not going to the church or giving of your finances to the Lord, then you're all upset. You're out of kilter. You're at odds with your own destiny. You're having a challenge with your goals because your goal of financial prosperity has robbed you of spiritual prosperity. Why don't we set our life where it's the other way around? Spiritual prosperity prepares us for financial prosperity. So question is, how can my faith help me to have prosperity? Well, your faith means that you are growing spiritually. And as we grow spiritually, then we'll be prepared to properly handle the financial prosperity that comes into our life. I mentioned earlier about a man, customer I had, who was blessed financially. He was a good Christian guy, went to church all the time, but all of a sudden his business exploded. But the next thing you know, you just never saw him around church anymore. He didn't give to the church anymore. He stopped giving to the church. Matter of fact, he moved out of town, bought a big expensive house someplace 
someplace else. And to the best of my knowledge, he's no longer serving the Lord and has allowed his financial income, the increase that he had financially, to rob him of the spiritual growth that God had planned for him. So we have faith, have that faith grow. That's called spiritual prosperity. It will prepare us for financial prosperity. Could it be, let me ask this question, could it be that some people are not being blessed financially? The Lord's not going to allow that to happen in their life because they're not spiritually prepared for that growth. I believe that's a strong possibility. I know in my own life, I believe there was a time when I wasn't totally committed to the Lord. I wasn't sold out to the things of God. And I was trying to get rich, trying to be successful financially, trying to have a successful business. And it seemed like the more I tried to be successful, the less that I was involved in church activities and things. So one day the Holy Spirit woke me up. It was a sermon that was preached. The pastor preached a sermon. And when he did, I felt led of the Holy Spirit that I need to change my life around. I needed to put God first again in my life, put church first again in my life, put those things that draw me closer to God, put those as being more important as just the financial blessing. Well, what happened once I did that, once I had spiritual prosperity where I started teaching a Sunday school class, made sure that our family went to church. We went a couple of times a week at least. We were witnessing and please don't misunderstand me. Don't pat me on the back. I'm not saying that we had it all together and I'm a a great spiritual giant, but I can see that I could see back then that I was not being blessed financially for a reason. And I think the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, it's because you're not really ready for God to bless you. You may trust God, but I felt at that time that God didn't trust me. So once we got our spiritual life in order and started to prosper spiritually, got closer to God, wanted more of God, read the word more, faithful to the house of God, gave 10% of our income at least to the church to bless the church. When those things happened, all of a sudden it was amazing how my business started to prosper and how I believe that then God was opening up the floodgates of heaven and poured out a blessing for us. And we had a number of years of great prosperity where God was blessing us financially because he had greater plans for our life eventually that those plans were to lead us out of business and into full-time ministry. So let's let's be sure that we're growing spiritually and then wait and see and watch and see if God will not bless us because he will with finances. Financial prosperity will come into our life when we're faithful to the things of God. There's another area of faith dealing with financial prosperity we need to cover, and that has to do with how you feel about other people being blessed financially. You know, there's some folks that have a difficult time when they see other believers or other Christians being blessed financially, and maybe they're not being blessed as much. It's a sad case because we should be happy and we should live vicariously being happy when other people are being blessed. There's a vicarious life of enjoying other people's success and being happy that they're being successful. Yet the world's concept of that is that we want to beat other people out. We want to be more successful than they are. And we have a difficult time in the world if that's where our life pattern is at. If we think about what the world plans, it's competition. It's it's dog eat dog. It's I win and you lose. And those are the attitudes we need to stay away from in order to have the faith that we need to have financial prosperity in our life. There's another part of this teaching I think that's important, and that is that we can have faith to help others have faith to prosper. Now, let me explain myself a little bit there. In all the years that I've done counseling, that I've 
talk to people about what the Bible talks about financial issues and how God wants to bless us financially. In all those sessions that I've taken from the Word of God, I've discovered that there's a joy that comes over me when I see others being blessed because they've now drawn their attention to the Word of God. My faith increases when I see the faith in other people increasing. It reminds me of young couples who've come to me and said, Pastor, we're in debt. We have a lot of student debt. We're not sure how we're going to get out from under it. And so is there anything that we can do to get rid of that debt so that we can start giving our tithes to the church and bless the things in the church and be a blessing to ourselves and, of course, to others? So I would like to sit down with them at those times and I would enjoy talking to them about the steps that they needed to take in order to get out of debt. We would do discussion about setting up a budget and all those things that I've talked about in a number of the books that I've written. I have a book recently released entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. And I would try to help people see how they could get out of debt, get their house paid off. And there's a number of ways to do that. So if you're interested in doing that, you can go to my webpage, davidcfriendauthor.com, and maybe that book would be of value to you. So getting back to these people, they would come to me and they'd say, we need to get out of debt and what can we do? So my faith would increase as I saw their faith increase because they would then trust God and start setting up a plan. Man plans his ways and the Lord directs his steps and these people would start making decisions. For example, some would go out and buy a house. Some of them would even purchase a rental home and and then rent that out and keep the property for a number of years and sell it and try and make a profit. But they were doing things and seeking God and they were having faith to do these things. Now, I'm not recommending real estate, although I do enjoy real estate. I've been blessed financially in the area of real estate. And I've seen a lot of other people blessed in that area too. But don't take that as financial counseling or advice because I just don't do that on these podcasts. But I can tell you that many people in their entire life purchase a home and it becomes the largest purchase or asset that they ever have. That's very common for people. And like my mom and dad, dad bought a house. Of course, he didn't pay cash for it. He put so much down and made monthly payments. And then about 25 years later, the house was paid off. He was 62 years old and he owned this little house. It wasn't worth a lot of money, but it was paid for. And then when my dad passed away and my mom was left, the only asset she really had was her social security income and also this house that they owned. And I helped her get it sold and she took her money and she lived off of that money for many, many years. It was such a great blessing for her. So remember, it was a blessing to me and my faith increased when I saw my mom and dad blessed. It's a blessing for you and your faith will increase when you encourage other people to set up good budgets, to set their finances up according to what God's word says, to make good financial decisions and seek counsel in making good financial decisions. And when that happens, your faith then starts to increase. And when your faith increases, then I believe you're one step closer to receive financial prosperity in your life. As we're getting closer to the end of this podcast, let me read you a scripture that really kind of sums up some of the things that I'm talking about today where faith and prosperity go hand in hand. It's found in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. It says here, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Now, 
that tells me that God wants to bless us. It also tells me that it's hard to please God. It says it's impossible to please God without faith. We have to have faith to receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We have to have faith to put our trust in God and then to help support the ministries of the church and to give to other people. Because when you work hard to earn money, it takes faith to be able to share that money with someone else. And then it says here, anyone who wants to come to him, that come to God, must believe that God exists, that he is, he really is, and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So God wants to reward us. Now, I believe that financial prosperity can be a reward from God for us properly handling our finances. I believe that first of all, we need to understand that there has to be trust in order to have faith and there must be faith in order to have trust. They work hand in hand. We must trust God and then expect and anticipate him to trust us to bless us. Crucial thing to understand and something I believe that'll help you on your goal to financial prosperity. Now, there are some of those who believe this teaching is just simply not something for their life. They have a problem with accepting the fact that they can be blessed financially. Some feel that it's not a good thing and others feel like it's something that'll never come to them. I was raised in a home where we were told, and I love my mom and dad dearly, they were just wonderful, wonderful people, but I was pretty much told as a young man that our family was not destined to have financial success. We were the people who would go out there and serve others people. And I was told that when we would drive around, I'd see a beautiful home. I'd say, Mom, Dad, could we ever live in a home like that? And Mom and Dad, loving, wonderful people, but they'd say, no, hon, you can't look at us because our family is not the kind of people who will probably ever live in those kind of homes. And so therefore, the best you'll probably do is just to enjoy them, admire them, and maybe someday you could work for the person who owns that house and then maybe cut their grass or clean their swimming pool or something like that. Well, that was kind of how I thought it. I didn't feel it was bad. I thought, well, that's their advice. And I, they were my mom and dad, so I accepted it and I loved them dearly. And I never, ever looked back on that being a problem. But then one day, my grandmother came along and I was driving with her through the streets of Phoenix and we're driving down this one street that's, that's a lot of wealthy people live there. I'm not sure why we were there, we were driving down the street and I looked out the window and I said, Grandma, wouldn't it be neat someday to be able to live in a home like that? And my grandmother said, well, there's no reason that you can't. Well, Grandma looked at me and she had a different perspective. She had a different mindset about that. And she was a Christian. She was a believer, just like my mom and dad were Christians. But my grandma looked at me and she said, oh, well, let me give you a little advice. She pulled over the road and she stopped and she said, see those homes right there? Here's what you need to do. You need to invest and find a way that you can purchase one of those homes and eventually maybe buy two or three or four of them. And those other people that will come in to live in them will be renting those homes from you and they can help pay off your house. And all of a sudden my mind had changed dramatically and I thought, oh, so there's there's a possibility? You mean I could actually see that success? See, because my grandmother had faith to believe for financial prosperity. My lovely, wonderful mom and dad just didn't seem to have the faith to believe that they could prosper in that area. And they were basically told by their parents that you just work hard, you make a living, you buy a house, and then someday you'll get the house paid off and that's how you're going to live your life and that's what you'll achieve financially. Well, you know, quite frankly, it's not all that bad to feel that way. My mom and dad, even though they didn't have a lot of faith for their finances, they were faithful people and they were consistent people and they had good budgeting habits and they figured out a way to get their house paid for. 
and then paid their cars off and put themselves in a position where my dad could retire at 62 years of age. And at 62, his house was paid for, he quit working, and he retired and lived almost 20 more years after that, enjoying life, going on vacations, and him and mom had a wonderful life. My grandma, however, had a little different attitude about it. She was an entrepreneur. She was a woman who thought, I'd like to do something a little more with my life financially. And we would, I would go around with grandma. I always kind of liked being with grandma. I loved being with my mom and dad, but grandma was kind of fun because she just had a different perspective of life. And we would drive down the street and she would see a piece of property. And she'd see that little piece of land sitting there. She'd say, she'd pull over. She said, what do you see there? And I'd say, well, grandma, I see a, a vacant lot with some tires on it. And you know, some, some, maybe some junk that's on there. Not, not very nice in, a, in an okay area. And she'd say, oh no, no, don't look at it that way. Look at what that could be, not what it is. What she was teaching me was the Bible principle that I mentioned earlier in this. And that is calling forth those things that are not as though they are. See, grandma seated in me a desire to see things not the way they are, but the way they could be. And she'd say, well, what I see with that vacant piece of property, she says, is a grocery store. And I see a place where people are working. And I see a place where people shop and they're happy and they buy their groceries there. And I see the person who owns that property and owns that grocery store making a lot of money and being able to bless other people. So that stuck in my mind. And as I went along in business, I could see those things. And I always remember the thoughts grandma had. Grandma believed for things that were not as though they could be. She had this mindset and she prospered in her life and had several successful businesses. She was in real estate. She had a couple of restaurants. She owned a motel. She did not retire a very, very wealthy person, but she enjoyed life and she was prosperous in her life. And she was a Christian. And when she passed away, she went to be with her Lord. So now some of you may be thinking, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Grandma made a lot of money. She was successful. But when she passed away, she didn't have much money. Well, let me explain that to you. You see, she got married a couple times. She had a difficult time in her relationships and two husbands that she had stole all the money that she had made. But she did get to enjoy life. I don't want to end on a negative note, but she got to enjoy life. She prospered and she just made bad decisions when it came to getting married and wound up with people who were dishonest to her. But when she passed away, she went to heaven. She had a smile on her face and she knew that she lived a good life and knew that God had blessed her. All right, I don't want to end this thing on a negative note, but on the other hand, my time is pretty much up for this particular episode. So to review very quickly, we can have faith for prosperity. We got to understand that we got to trust God. We need to understand that God blesses us and protects us and provides for us. Once we realize and accept that, then we have to expand. That'll expand our faith. And as our faith grows, we'll start to have faith to believe for not just the basic things in life being blessed, but that God will bless us abundantly. We also need to understand that There's some people that struggle with the idea of setting goals, but God doesn't. God believes that we should set goals, and I believe that you should start establishing those goals right now. In addition to that, look at your life right now. Look at your circumstances right now, and I think you ought to take that teaching found in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards, underline that word, he rewards those who sincerely seek him. 
can. So I'm seeking God that you'll be blessed financially. I'm seeking God that you will prosper. And I believe that's his plan for your life also. In addition to that, if you're struggling with financial situations, it's time to think of the teaching that the Apostle Paul had in the book of Romans when he talked about calling forth those things that are not as though they are. So I emphasize that it's important we realize that God has a future for us. He has a hope for us and has a plan for our life. And I believe one of the plans that he has for us is to prosper us financially. I hope this teaching has blessed you and helped you. Father, I pray a blessing upon this teaching. Those who listened in, Father, I pray that they would receive a rich blessing from it, Father. And I thank you for that now and give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're interested in hearing some of the other podcasts that I've had here, you can subscribe to my podcasts on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I also have a webpage that I've mentioned a couple times in this teaching, which I rarely do that, but I'm going to mention it again. Uh, my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. There's information about other teachings on the subject of finances, generosity, and faith. Now, may I just close with this. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. My next episode is entitled, Generosity Brings Prosperity. Now, may God richly bless you.